Shoes are coming off. Get it. Okay. I have my slippers on. I am drinking some hot cocoa. Mm. That sounds delicious. <laughs> okay. Well, I have my seat warmer on. I wish I could leave my car on, but I think it will mess with the audio. So I'm going to turn it off. I'm <laughs> so it. sad. And goodbye, warm butt cheeks. <laughs> Hi, we're Kara and Jill, two trainers, owners of Push Fitness, and the hosts of this podcast. During training sessions with our clients, we often tell them to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And we're saying that right now to you too. Let's push ourselves. Let's push ourselves to see fitness differently. Let's push the envelope when it comes to self-love. Let's push a new narrative about women and weight. Let's push out harmful ideas about the body that are rooted in racism and patriarchy. Let's find a new definition of fitness that welcomes all people. You ready? I'm ready. Let's push, push it. it. Hello and welcome to season one, episode five of the Push podcast. We are so glad that you're here listening with us today and we have some awesome stuff to talk about. That's right. Yeah. Hey, Jill. Hi. How, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. That's the word for 2020. Okay usually mm -hmm. means hanging on by a thread, right? Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So we have fresh air. We, um, <laughs> we Our area is kind of slowly recovering from these fires. I think most of the fires are like starting to become you know detained contained mm -hmm. i think it's contained contained yeah you you got it yes um so yeah so that part's good right <laughs> so we have fresh air but now i think there's just sort of this emotional fallout from having been you know like duct taped ourselves inside our houses for two weeks like <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. I I had that feeling earlier today where I was like, my body was kind of achy. I was kind of in a bad mood. I, you know, I was like, I'm not sick. I don't really know what's going on. And I'm like, it's probably just all of the stress sort of trying to find its way out and in the way that it can. Yeah. Yeah. And school started. So um, right. I don't know if there are any other moms there, depending on where you are in the country, um, Oregon is public schools did not start in person. So um, the first day of school, the system crashed and the tech line that you're supposed to call if this, if you can't get into your cl online classes was also down. <laughs> so, so that was fun. Um, yeah, did you get son, the uh, apology, um, the yes. apology voicemail last night? <laughs> Yes, I did. The superintendent. <laughs> we all we all have grit, and we're doing the best we can. And it's so true. Like we all really are. Like I don't believe that anybody set out to make this school year a shit show. Like I really don't. Right. <laughs> Just Nevertheless, is. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but it is. Um, and so then my 
my son, the way that they're doing these online schools is that, so he's online for like eight hours straight, two days a week, like oh, from geez. nine to four, maybe it, you do the math, but it's a long ass time. Like, <laughs> going to get better at math with an online school. It's like 15 hours. So, you know, so he gets done with that and he's just kind of like, he has this like emotional fallout from just, you know, he's got five minutes between class and some classes mm. are easier to get into. The technology is wonky. And like, so he's just been kind of bouncing off the walls. So yeah, so the other day he was playing with Oliver and there had already been lots of screaming and fighting and like stuff like that all day long. So he drops Oliver, Oliver hits his head, Oliver's screaming. And I had just had it, it was like, like, I just, I'm so not cut out to be a homeschooling mom. And so I had a moment where something inside me just kind of snapped. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I yelled. And then Oliver, my four-year-old, got mad at me for yelling at Diedrich and told me that I was now no longer his mom and he did not love me anymore. <laughs> so... So that's how it's going over here. It got heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. It's fine. It's, it's good. Yeah, and I thought, so later that day, I was bringing my son Jack over to play with Oliver while I was working. And I was like, maybe it will help. And the first thing that happened, like, my son had a complete meltdown because Oliver had this really cool Mandalorian costume and he wanted one. And it was just like, and he's like sitting on a box, putting himself in timeout for his emotions. And I'm just like, sorry. Yeah. It's not getting better for you. <laughs> yeah. He was like, the, today he's been mandoed up since like 6 a.m. He just li he lives in that costume now. We we ended the night with a promise that next time um Kara goes to Costco, he'll pick she'll pick up a Mandalorian costume for Jack and I'll give her the money for it. So they can both be yeah. they can both be the Mandalorian. But but right. yeah, it's it's I think too like the emotional fallout um for our kids too has been pretty significant. Just being kind of closed in, locked up and and socially isolated for a really long time with lots of screen time and it's just it's been really hard. Like they have <laughs> They have these little bodies with these huge emotions and they don't really know what to do with them. And my two sons who are two and five, they have been fighting like cats and dogs. It's been so, and I know that that's a normal like sibling thing to have happen, but having to be around it and listen to it 24 seven, like I'm starting to lose a lot of my patience and I have a pretty significant amount of patience. So when my mm -hmm. patience is running thin, you know, it's getting old. <laughs> Right. Yeah, she's not a door slammer like I am. I'm <laughs> Maybe it would help, though. Like, <laughs> I might need to slam a few doors, punch a few pillows. There's, there's, there is something very gratifying about just slamming a door and walking away, except if you forget your purse or something. Yeah. <laughs> you want to have, have the things you need with you if you're going to make that kind of exit. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Plan your plan your big exits, people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or if the door doesn't close all the way, that's always fun too. Right. Or you get your purse stuck in the door and then it just 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. So to say it's been challenging is completely accurate and maybe an understatement. And it kind of plays into what we are going to talk about in today's episode, which is the hashtag no excuses. Yes. Yeah. So um, I can say first and foremost that Jill and I have both been um, slightly guilty of this, probably me more than her, um, of the, of like, promoting this like no excuses lifestyle like you know if you're into fitness you're going to get in shape and a lot of times it was like get skinny is what what that kind of meant yeah and that you're not going to let anything get in your way and um the longer we've been trainers the more we know the more we realize that this whole thing they're so problematic from so many different angles and so we are going to unpack that today yep and it's a heavy suitcase so buckle up yes (laughs) we definitely have exceeded the 50 pound limit it's not gonna fit in the overhead bin how long can we keep this going for (laughs) but yeah so okay i'm just gonna say that like no excuses I have excuses. They're called reasons. (laughs) And my reasons for not like going hard on all things nutrition and exercise 24 seven, I think are pretty legitimate. And I think the reasons that our listeners have are pretty legitimate too. Yeah. And I want to talk about like where the, the basis of this comes from. Um, especially when it comes to people who I female identifying people, um, mm-hmm. because a lot of this, you know, especially when it's like postpartum and you, like, you've seen those pictures of these thin women surrounded by their usually very young kids. And they're like, I don't have excuses and you know, I can do it. So, so, so can you. And, um, it just puts a lot of pressure on people to sort of snap back after having their babies. Mm-hmm. And that's not always realistic. It's not always the best thing. Sometimes I've seen people who look fantastic by our cultural standards after having a baby and they are absolutely broken on the inside. They've got mm-hmm. prolapse or they have pain. They can't even have sex with their husbands because it's too painful or they're embarrassed because they pee every time they cough. Like there's, there's so many things that can, that can be happening sort of beneath the spandex that we don't take into consideration um, when we have this kind of mentality. And especially if we're, if, you know, there are trainers out there who don't really understand, um, not just the lifestyle changes that happen once you become a mother, but the physiological changes that happen during pregnancy and after, then this kind of talk can be really dangerous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think some of it comes from like the no excuses um, culture, if you will, comes from these societal expectations. And I think it also comes from just like in a larger way, the the culture of even our country like to win and to possess and to be number one in all the things is really really valued in american culture and so fitness is not even really all that different um so you know you are your best if you are 
exercising every single day for two or three hours and the scale is in you know on the lower end for your height and you are a success and winning all the things if your pant size is not in the double digits like that's that's what our culture has defined as winner takes all on fitness mm -hmm. and it's really like mm -hmm. you said da a dangerous message mm -hmm. and and if you look through if you kind of look at the fitspo for this it's always a smaller bodied person it's always a smaller bodied person like it's not a it's not a, a you don't see any body diversity when it comes to this kind of messaging and for people who are naturally bigger then the message is just constantly that like well you're just not trying hard enough you're which there's comes that like you're lazy or you're and let me tell you that <clears throat> there's enough pressure on moms and that like when if you're trying to like get back into exercise after having a baby you've got other things to worry about besides the size of your pants and mm -hmm. to have to be bombarded with images and messages from people who probably genetically are predispositioned for those size those smaller sizes is really unfair yeah um and Agreed. i do say this as as someone that has lived in a bigger body um most of my life like I've just always like even at my thinnest I think I was still like on the overweight or um be on the BMI scale so it's just not yeah it's <clears throat> I'm my my body is usually the before <laughs> even though <laughs> I feel <laughs> the before and after pictures yet I am I'm very fit I take great great care of my body I um I eat well and so it just, you know, you can do all those things and still be healthy, but there's so little messaging out there um, in like the Instagram <laughs> world. Yeah, there is. And it's, I think that you really <laughs> nailed it. And in talking about like thinness is not the only if the indicator for for health and fitness fitness has a wide variety of looks and being smaller does not automatically mean that you are at your healthiest in fact like so, like I, you were talking about when you were at your thinnest and it got me thinking about when i was at my thinnest and i was pretty uh skeletal like pretty thin and you could sort of you could see my spine through my shirt sort of thing and mm -hmm. i think cara you've experienced some of that as well <clears throat> And yeah, while people might have praised us for how we looked on the outside, like the inside was really, really unhealthy, <laughs> like not, yes. not just physically, but emotionally, mm -hmm. spiritually, mm -hmm. socially, like the, the kind of the, what it takes to be super, super, super lean. There's a lot of trade-offs that people don't realize are there until they try right. to go down that, that rabbit hole themselves mm -hmm. so and at the base of it um the other thing that really bothers me about this approach is the shame mm -hmm. so um if you think about it think back into your life and has there ever been a time when shame worked long term to change your behaviors like it just doesn't often really work Mm -hmm. and and when it does it makes us feel like shit and i just i don't really want to live that way one of one of the first 
fights that my husband and I got into. We were both working for this box gym, and I know he listens to this podcast. So, hi, honey. <laughs> bringing, I'm bringing it up again. It's like <laughs> that suitcase just got heavier. <laughs> right, I'm not not over it. So, <laughs> so one of the first we worked for a big box gym, and actually he worked there. I had already quit, so I was out. I was free. I could say whatever I wanted. <laughs> and they started running this program about that was called lose weight and get paid. And these people were literally doing a fitness competition where you got money for every pound you lost, which as someone who knows that weight loss doesn't necessarily correlate exactly with health and this just seemed like such a shame-based kind of um, promotion. Mm -hmm. And so I said something about it in a public forum. And I also, and then I got myself kicked out of that gym. I was not, I was not invited back. Yeah, you did. That was guilty by association. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We both got banned from the gym. It's the best thing that ever happened to us in the long run. Right. <laughs> we didn't need that gym. Nope. But yeah, so so that was one of the first times that I think I really, really recognized and said publicly how I felt about that kind of messaging. Because when you're in the fitness industries, people who have been in this for a long time, this is the popular message. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, sweat is your fat crying and like... The, the all the no excuses and the all the you know eat less work out more kind of stuff like a lot of the advice that we give as fitness professionals or we're taught to give as fitness professionals is not backed up by science the way that we think it is and when mm-hmm. you realize that it's really irritating because I felt like all these years that I've been trying to help people I wasn't really helping them Mm-hmm. I was promoting this patriarchal bullshit. And, um, and so when you f- can free yourself of that, you can really find what works for you and you can really help your clients find what works for them. And, um, you know, that's how Jill and I have been running our business. So yeah, shame is one thing, but the other thing is the other problem with these quick fixes, these diets, these 21-day programs, 30-day programs, whatever, is that they work for some people, but they don't work for all people. And there are some scientific reasons for for that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are so many reasons why people's body shapes and sizes are different. Um, There's... um, genetics. There's stress levels. So like even in your same body, your stress level, now that you're a mom and you're maybe you're not sleeping as much or your Mm -hmm. eating habits have changed and all of that stuff, like your, the things that worked before you became a mom might work completely different after you become a mom. Um, Access to resources. Not everybody has access to the same kinds of foods or has access or to feels comfortable going into a gym. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's all these kinds of things. So to say no excuses is really kind of a, it's kind of a, just a dick thing to say Um, because 
everybody's different. And Mm -hmm. two people eating, even if you ate and exercised and slept all of the same things, um, two, two bodies would look completely different. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And so now that we've kind of, um, basically said our, our piece about what we think about weight loss programs, (laughs) I just wanted to take a moment to say too, that we, we are not anti-weight loss. We are, if, if there are aesthetic goals that you have that you want to achieve, we're not against that. We we're Mm -hmm. anti-shame. We're anti mm-hmm. um, doing things that aren't going to lead to lasting healthy results and leaving you in a better place physically, emotionally, spiritually. That's what we're saying about these types of programs. Not that losing weight is long, wrong or mm-hmm. getting more lean is wrong. Um, we don't think that's wrong. We just we think that the messaging that is often um, put out there is harmful and wrong. Yes. Yeah. And that's and that's an important distinction. Um, so if somebody comes to us and says that they want to lose weight, we definitely want to get to the bottom of why, mm-hmm. um, because we can usually figure out like a real concrete, solid reason why, like maybe they're like, they associate it with being able to get down on the floor with their kids and they can't do it when they weigh what they do. And we're like, well, why don't we work on some mobility and strength? Weight loss could also be a byproduct of that, but you could still get the result. And, you know, like what, what is that, what are the different ways that that could look like for you? Mm -hmm. Um, where we can really honor people's deepest goals. Um, and sometimes that still is weight loss, but we certainly, our approach is never going to be a no pain, no gain, no excuses kind of approach. (laughs) So, or eliminating foods. That's also something that we don't do. (laughs) We don't recommend. No, not anymore. Unless, unless yeah. there's a, a medical reason to do so, we're not going to be the trainers that say, okay, well, let's get this on the fast track. You're going to cut out all sugars for 30 days. Like we're let, we don't do that and it doesn't work. Long story short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. what are some, what are some tips for when you are trying to get back into working out? What does work? So, um, kind of optimize, like thinking about one of the things I I do is I have people think about their life, their schedule, their kids, their family dynamics, and then really talk out what will work. Like some people can get it done at their house. Like, I think it was you that was like, you were like hiding in the bathroom and got like a bathroom workout. (laughs) Like did a whole workout, like on the, (laughs) with whatever you had in your bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) Like, so there's some things like that. Like you can get creative. Um, like I, for a long time, when my youngest was very little, I had to get out of the house. I just had to get out of the house. I had to have my earphones in. I wanted to go to a gym. I wanted to see other adults. Um, Mm -hmm. that was really important to me. And so you can kind of, you can try some different things and see what works. You can think about, working out differently. Cause that's mm-hmm. another thing is that sometimes we're used to spending like, you know, two hours at the gym and doing a full body, this or that, or cardio and weights. And those are the days, but right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else to do. Um, but, 
but maybe now you split it up. Like you do like a little bit of, of weights for 20 minutes and then you get another chance that, you know, in the second nap or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you invite your kids to work out with you. Um, not all of these will work. Right. <laughs> but sort of reconceptualizing that. And um, I th- that that's that would be the first thing for me because I think sometimes if we get too concrete in what we think is like the right way to do the to exercise and do fitness, um, once parenting throws us for a loop, it can be really hard to like to find that again. It's like it's all or nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, and and again that mindset goes back to you're doing it wrong. You should be ashamed of yourself because you you just don't have it together like these other people do on Instagram. (laughs) And I would, I, this is a whole other podcast subject, but I doubt that the people on Instagram have it all together. Just remember that. But anyway, so yeah, Mm -hmm. trying to get creative and adapt and, and working on being, and this is coming from a recovering perfectionist. So this was huge for me, like being more fluid about what a workout is and what that looks like for you and what you consider to be a successful workout. Like I had to really, especially now having three small kids, I really had to pare it down to a successful workout is one that gets done. Like whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, like whatever, um, whatever I have available, that's what a successful workout is for me right now. And Cara said, it's not always, these things are always going to work. And that's so true. And that's the other thing I wanted to add is like, these are ideas and tips, but it, that doesn't mean that it's going to be super easy to accomplish. Like parenting Mm -hmm. is hard. There's, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of demand placed on you. And with, with that being in play, like you have limited resources when it comes to time, energy, motivation, and willpower. Those things Mm -hmm. aren't things that you can just sort of tough out sometimes. Yeah. And I'd like to talk about this from a feminism perspective as well, because I want to just take a second to like really recognize that men aren't having these conversations as much Yep. because it is just sort of like they, they don't in general, they don't tend to have to really ask for their own time. Mm-hmm. Now I am very lucky to be married to someone who like ex- who just expects me to to have my own time and wants me to have my own time and encourages me to have my own time but growing up in this society as a woman i have been taught that self care is like showering or getting to do a workout or and so this concept for me um <clears throat> You know, so part of it too is also convincing yourself that it's okay Mm -hmm. to take the time for yourself and to ask for it from the people around you. If you have a partner to be, to be able to ask for the time to do it, how you need to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have, don't have a partner and you have friends or family, um, because that's another thing is that I think a lot of us, um, are just trying so hard to do this parenting thing right, um, that it becomes harder for us to ask for help and support when we need it. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, we, we must be doing it wrong. And <clears throat> that's 
I, that this, it's okay to ask for help. If you need to hear that, sometimes I need to hear that. Mm -hmm. um, it's okay to ask for help when you need it. Yeah. Yep. I have definitely done my fair share of trying to do everything on my own all the time because I thought that was like the right way to do it. And asking for help is hard, but it's okay. And sometimes mm -hmm. even necessary. Um, and I wanted to circle back around too when we were talking about um, redefining what a workout looks like for folks. Um, I want to take a, a quick little dive down into what kind of workouts are beneficial for for you as an individual, because a lot of times what we see um, the messaging that we receive is sweat pouring from your entire body and well and sometimes you do have workouts like that and that's fine but it, it, are those types of workouts beneficial for you um here's a great answer maybe <laughs> it depends right. and if you like if you kind of seek out trainers who have been at this for a while very seldom will you find trainers who are like the best workouts are the one that leave you like a huddled mess on the floor. Like it's not, it, those, those might not be the most effective. Um, there is great time and place for Metcons and I love that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're already in a high stress, like if you've just, if you're a newer parent or you're in a high stress situation, those, those may or may not feed you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you want you want your workouts to make your life bigger and so um, sometimes it can take some trial and error to find out what works for you and mm -hmm. not just what works for your body but what works for your life and what works for your mental health and all of that stuff and so I have to like okay I might just really want to talk about my water pick but <laughs> really do it Go for it. We're, we're talking about like, water picks. <laughs> like finding things that work for you. I have to say that I just had a success. So I'm 41 years old and my entire life I have struggled to make flossing a habit. There, I said it out loud. Now everybody knows I'm not a great flosser. I don't floss very often. I don't even want to tell you how not often I floss. So <laughs> the last time... I went to get my teeth cleaned and had like the conversation that I have every time I go get my teeth cleaned about flossing. I was like, I just need to change it up. Like clearly you telling me to floss every six months is not helping. <laughs> this, is, this is not a conversation I want to have again. What else can I do? And so now I'm using a water pick and I love it. Love it. I'm using it all the time. It's like my favorite thing. My gums are massaged. Like, so, there you go. So sometimes you just need to change things up. <laughs> Find what works for you. And one of the ways that you figure that out was that you asked what other options you had for flossing. Like mm -hmm. you may not have discovered your love with the water pick had you not asked. And now you got right. this really great thing in your life that you actually look forward to. And it's healthy for you, right? Healthy for your gums. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and we like, if you are looking for resources and other options and ways to find out like what 
workouts um, are best for you and your body at this stage in your life, um, you are more than welcome to check out our Fit Foundations course. It's an online course. Um, it has five workouts and it literally walks you through like every single exercise that we have on there, like mm -hmm. what feels good and what doesn't and um, what are some options for modifications within each of those workouts. Mm -hmm. Pretty yeah, detailed. it's like how to find the vag friendly version of every single exercise. So because everybody's body is different, it sort of teaches you how to troubleshoot that with your posture, your breath, the weights, the reps and all of that stuff. Um, so that as you are starting to put together some workouts postpartum, then you have all of these tools to help you um, to help you really figure out what works for you. Right, because there's no one right way. And this this kind of brings it all together here when the reason that I love that Fit Foundations course so much is because there's not one right way to do all of the things. And there's no one right way to to have a body in this world. There's no one right way for fitness to look. There's no one right way to reach your your fitness school's mm -hmm. destinations because there is no endpoint. Our bodies are constantly evolving and constantly changing, as are our lifestyles, as are our stages in parenting. Like these, there's a lot of ebb and flow to be considered when you're picking out what exercises work best for you at this particular point in life. So, yeah. So that's all that we have for you today. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the Push Podcast, we really would appreciate it if you could give us a like, a share, a review, um, comment in iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. The more reviews and comments we get, the more visibility we get, and the more we are able to reach more listeners just like you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye. and um I lost my train of thought but I was gonna say something about it was the water pick the water pick made me water pick three up <laughs> water pick threw me off what were you talking about before that yeah I'll probably remember it later Sorry <laughs> to segue from the water pick I'm it, sorry <laughs> it, no it's okay I I got it I can do this I maybe which blooper am I going to use today? There's been so many good ones. Might have to do one at the beginning and one at the end. Oh, my God.